Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on issues and concerns and also questions that people may have about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. Voice of Islam is brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And for the knowledge of the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam which believes in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may peace be upon him. This community is spread across over 200 countries and we believe in peaceful coexistence with God's creation and rejects any form of violence against God's creation. Our motto has always been love for all and hatred for none. Those of you who might be with us um, for the past few weeks, we have been discussing some important topics that have direct bearing on our social and also economic standing of our society. And we took a look at marriage, the importance of marriage, and the need to respect that social contract. In the other subsequent programs, we spoke about the proper way and manner to um, honor that social contract, that is marriage, which is also a religious obligation as well. Today on Voice of Islam, we are looking at divorce, which is also an extension of the same topic, the concept of divorce in Islam and also the effect that divorce has on our society. So as usual, I have with me Imam Tariq Azim, who is the president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, who has joined me here in studio to discuss this topic, the concept of divorce in Islam. Imam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of God be upon you and all the listeners. So as, as I stated, um, over the past weeks, we have spoken about marriage. And as I said, today's topic is almost an extension of the same topic we are dealing with, the subject. And looking at divorce, if I am to ask you in clear terms, what is divorce in marriage according to Islam and how is divorce looked upon how is it seen in islam uh, divorce is uh, the actual or official separation that takes place between a married couple that is man and a woman or husband and wife and uh, basically according to islam it officially ends the contract that take that has taken place through marriage in our first episode of this series where we started discussing marriage in islam uh, we discussed that marriage is actually a contract that is taking place um, between a man and a woman. So divorce basically ends 
that contract while maintaining the conditions stipulated in that contract, that is the marriage contract. So that is what um, marriage or divorce is uh, in a marriage according to Islam. And uh, I, I must say that in Islam, divorce is not a promoted thing. It is not something that is sure. promoted or preferred. Sure. It is not liked. It is rather discouraged that, uh, you know, we should not take it as a light thing. It is a very serious thing and it should be taken seriously. It is a life decision that you're making that is going to impact so many lives. So therefore, it should not be taken lightly. In the teachings of Islam, most matters and things are divided into two categories. First of those categories is halal. That is the legal things, things that one is allowed to... The lawful. Lawful sure. things. Sure. The other is haram which is the forbidden things or forbidden matters. So halal or the lawful things are usually the good things or necessary to keep, uh, you know, uh, maintain to adopt. Yeah. Yes, they're necessary to adopt and they're necessary to maintain uh, basically uh, peace in the society generally. Sure. So as I mentioned, halal are usually good things. Yeah. But regarding divorce, it is mentioned that it is also halal. But the Prophet, Holy Prophet Salah Muhammad, Salah. peace be upon him, the founder of Islam, he said that in the sight of God Almighty, the divorce is abghadul halal, the least liked thing of God Almighty. Or you can say that God dislikes it, but because of the situation, because of the nature of mankind, there we know that there is sometimes differences between uh, man and a woman and or some things can go wrong. Sure. Due to that reason, divorce has been allowed in Islam. But then as I mentioned already that uh, it should not be taken lightly at all. It should be taken very seriously and every effort should be made to, um, to not reach that point where a divorce must be taken or uh, this route must be uh, you know, taken and separation has to be done. So this is basically divorce that is in Islam uh, as in light of the teachings of Islam. I, I was just about to ask you, um, is it permissible in Islam? But then with the response you gave, um, you've given the indication that it is permissible. Um, it is seen as lawful. However, it is the uh, most hateful, lawful um, thing that could be, could be done. And um, before I ask you even my next question, I would um, like to you know, entreat our listeners that um, if they've, joined, they've just joined us, they are listening to Voice of Islam. And to be part of this program, as usual, you can join us by way of text message. And the number is 876-283-9533. And if you missed the previous episodes of this program, you can also find them available on our uh, podcast, voiceofislamjamaica.com. And all the previous episodes are there. So continue this program, um, continue the topic of divorce in Islam and also even in society in general. Basically, we are not looking at Islam only. We are looking at divorce, I mean, and the effects that it has on society. But uh, speaking from the Islamic point of view, we shall look at how it is seen in Islam and uh, how Islam looks at it in general. Let me ask you this. Um, what are some of the acceptable reasons? You've said that um, it is permissible, it is lawful, however, God hates it. So what are some of the um, acceptable reasons 
that divorce could be considered or be granted in Islam? Yes. Um, so as I mentioned, that it is permissible, but God prefers that we try to maintain our marriage, our relationship. But there are some reasons for which sometimes divorce either becomes, uh, uh, you know, acceptable or, uh, you know, it gives a reason for one to apply for a divorce, go for a divorce. One of the first reasons is fornication or adultery. So in a marriage, in a marriage relationship, if either husband or the wife becomes unfaithful and commits adultery, that is the height of unfaithfulness. Sure. In that case, divorce can be taken. That is a very valid and acceptable reason. So, I mean, again, uh, forgiveness and all those other matters, they are up to the people how they go about them between husband and wife. Uh, but generally, Islam allows that in this situation, it is uh, the right of the other to go for divorce because, you know, the, uh, because of very visible and very clear unfaithfulness. Second, uh, reason here again this list is not a comprehensive list but it should give sure, an idea sure. that what are some acceptable reasons the second reason I have here is husband's refusal to economically maintain the family so as we have discussed even in our previous episodes that uh, based on the teachings of the Holy Quran man has been given husband has been given the responsibility to be the breadwinner for the family sure it is his duty, it is his responsibility that he goes out and uh, earns and makes a you know, reasonable living to take care of the family. There cannot be demands of luxury and all those other things. But general, taking care of the family is the responsibility of the man. So if he, you know, being able to do so, and he refuses to take care of the family, in that case, divorce can be taken. So the reason I say here is that, that husband's refusal to take care. See, not, not that inability, but then refusal. Yeah. Sure. Like for Maybe example, if somebody becomes, uh, somebody goes to work and uh, he, God forbid, gets into an accident one day and he's not able to take care of the family for six months or a year's time. And now that should not become a reason on its own for the wife to say that I'm leaving you and I'm, you know, I'm uh, divorcing you. Because that would become just inhumane and unsympathetic. So in case in this case, I mean the wife should lead or should take should take care of the family, but also of the husband in that case, so that he can get back on his feet and start to take care of the family. But if if the husband without any reasons, without any genuine reason, refuses to take care of the family, either uh, you know, clearly states it or through his actions. For example, he uh, makes money, but he ends up wasting most of it in drinking or gambling, and there's not enough money at the house to take care of the family now. In that case, the woman has the right, and it is a valid and acceptable reason to apply for a divorce. Um, another reason could be that one of the partners refuses to have conjugal relations for more than three months. So again, the refusal is the key word. Sure, not, not inability, but refusal. You see, somebody could become sick during a relationship, sure. right? For example, in Islam, again, another thing I must mention here, if the marriage was taken, see, if one is unable to have relationship, physical relationships, and this is not disclosed to the other party before the marriage, and it is found out later. That's a different, a different Then scenario. in that case, that marriage has already been, you know, basically the founded on falsehood. Sure, yeah. So therefore, th that marriage could end up in a divorce and it would be accepted, uh, you know, in the t uh, Islamic teachings. 
but at the same time if both husband and wife are healthy capable. and well capable and something happens for example some health issue comes up in between in that case one shouldn't just say that okay i'm leaving you i'm divorcing you rather should take care of each other and try to go through that time but if refuse if there is refusal without any reason for example they're angry with each other and they say that okay we won't have relationships in that case if it goes on for more than 3 months the other should has the you know um, i should say religious right to apply or to go towards the option of divorce so that is another uh, thing to be considered so islam is a religion which looks at all these things and uh, you know gives its teachings based on human nature not just do this or do that no there's a reason for whatever the holy quran commands us another reason is physical abuse of either the spouse or the children in many cases we hear about husbands um you know um physically abusing hurting um their wives sure. this is an extremely unfortunate situation but it happens in many parts of the world in not uh, you know not just particular to any religion i mean you hear about this all over the world i mean us has one of the a very high rate of domestic violence we hear about it all the time so this is another reason if this is happening this is this itself is a valid reason to end that poisonous or dangerous relationship um and the last one this is a very broad one but it it uh, it gives us an idea that uh, what could be an acceptable reason that is the incompatibility of the spouses to such a degree that difference that the differences that they have they cannot be reconciled so the differences there is always going to be differences we have discussed this nobody is going to be a perfect match for the other we have to learn to live together but if that is not done or it cannot be done i should say in that case divorce is also allowed but again as i mentioned uh, in most cases we should be able to work out the differences um, and marriage should be uh, we should try to make the marriage work but for some reason if the differences become so great that they you know no matter what we do they cannot be reconciled then islam allows a divorce in that situation also so um you've given us some you know important breakdown of some of the acceptable reasons or some of the reasons that um for which divorce could be given and you've taken us through almost like you know four or five of them this is in islam let's look at christianity of course we are in a predominant christian environment and our most of our audience are christians or maybe christians does i mean what is the concept of divorce according to the bible well this is interesting because see as you mentioned we live in a predominantly christian society majority of our brothers and sisters here are christians and uh, yet we see that divorce is you know very common in the society yeah. and uh, then we look at the teachings of the bible we find something else and it is possible that many of our christian brothers and brothers and sisters might actually be unaware of the teachings given in the bible in the old testament uh, if you look at the book of deuteronomy yeah. uh, chapter 24 verse 1 it talks about divorce that for whatever reason if the husband and uh, wife cannot be together a certificate be, be given, given yeah. um, basically a written document or some official document be given which states that you know the marriage is coming to an end so we find references for divorce 
or um, I should say, you know, situations where divorce is allowed in the Old Testament. That is the book that was given to Prophet Moses and followed by all the prophets that came after. Yet in New Testament, we find a teaching absolute opposite to this. Um, there is many different references, but I have in front of me uh, a reference from Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 32. It says that, but I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. So here it says that divorce is not allowed except in the case of unfaithfulness. unfaithfulness. Right? And if for whatever reason divorce is given to the woman, for this reason or any other reason, anyone who marries a divorced woman, sure. it does not say an adulterous woman, sure. anyone who commits a di uh, marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Then another yes. reference from the book of Luke, from the Gospel of Luke, yeah. chapter 16, verse 18. It states, states, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery. <laughs> and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So basically, uh, again, I mean, if you want to say there is one reason given, but even the, when a man the, gives... the second one, yeah. Even if a man gives a divorce to another women for because of um, you know adultery or unfaithfulness uh, technically a divorced <coughs> person cannot marry because he would be committing adultery committing adultery see anyone who divorces his wife it doesn't say what reason what for reason uh, anyone who divorces his wife and then goes on to marry another woman well for for Luke 16:18 it doesn't give any option no so there uh, you very clearly see that uh, christianity does not allow divorce and uh, I mean, there's other references as well to, to signify that, but I have only presented these two. And if anyone does give divorce according to Christianity, they cannot remarry again because they would be committing adultery. And, and see, the problem with this teaching is that um, what happens is that in a society, we know that sometimes men and women have some differences which cannot be reconciled yeah. for whatever reason. And when they cannot be reconciled, they don't have any option except for divorce. So when they do give divorce, now whatever they do, they will be committing adultery. To avoid this situation, what are we seeing in the society today? Everybody is committing adultery anyways. Now adultery has become so common and rampant in the society that people are not even worried about marrying and divorcing or any of these things. So this is unfortunate that in our society, we in our predominantly Christian society, we do not... Um, I mean, we don't see po people following even this teaching, right? So uh, Islam, as I mentioned, on the other hand, gives teachings which are based on nature and which make sense to sure. any reasonable sure. person that how it should be done. In my humble opinion, I do not f think that these teachings could have directly Come been from. given by Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. Because see, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, was from the same source of of the i mean Judea, i mean Ju same Judea, source yes yeah. he followed the same teachings that prophet moses was teaching sure. and all these prophets what were they teaching what the god almighty had taught them so he, god almighty has always been cons consistent in his teachings uh, what i can understand is that perhaps jesus peace be upon him he was trying to emphasize the sanctity of marriage 
to strengthen the marriage, the institution of marriage. Not that he was saying that divorce cannot be taken in any situation. I think later on, as we know that uh, Bible has gone through many changes over the, over the Addition centuries, and additions and exactly subtractions. So it is possible that something might be missing because these words or these teachings, I should say, do not seem to come uh, from you know uh, a noble prophet of God because they um, uh, they're rejecting a very fundamental aspect or teaching of religion, very fundamental aspect of society. It is you know again as as we discussed about as I mentioned under Islamic uh, teaching and divorce that it is not preferred. God Almighty hates it, but at the same time because when of the need arises, permission is given for it to be carried out. Yes. So for that reason, I mean, uh, when I mention these teachings, I personally do not think that Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, have, could, have, could have given these teachings because we already see in our society that majority of the Christians do not follow these teachings of course, because yeah. they're not practical in that sense. That's, that's one of the, um, the interesting things we always say um, about Islam, that Islam is a way of life which uh, conforms to the rational and conscience of of, of human beings basically because some of these laws as i mean some of these rules as you have stated is not applicable it cannot be it cannot be be be, be followed through yeah we have we are in a christian country jamaica i mean over 80 percent 90 percent christians to so to say however if you go to the courts divorces are being granted in here left right and center by people who are christians so if they were to follow this it means they were not going to uh, adhere to that and there's one verse in the Bible which is also very um, alarming um, in connection with this. That is Romans chapter 7, verse 2 to 3. And uh, that says, for example, by, by law, a woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. So then, if she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is alive, she is called an adulteress. She commits an adultery, I mean, ad adultery, basically. So, so long as the husband lives, even if the man is abusive, the woman is bound to the man so long as the man lives. And the only way the woman can uh, have her freedom is when the husband dies. Is this giving some kind of, uh, you know, motivation that if a woman's husband is, God forbid, abusive and the woman has no other way to seek for separation, then the woman should be praying for the man to, to die so he gets, she gets her, her freedom? Islam gives the permission that under certain circumstances, divorce could be given, as you stated. However, of course, it is not something that should be played with because it has consequence on the society. And Islam also ensures that even when divorce is granted or given, the children and other factors are also respected, which maybe I'm not sure whether we will have time to deal with those. I mean, as far as I understand from Christian perspective, um, it is believed that once a marriage takes place, husband and wife become one. And that's why this that's uh, metaphorical, uh, this of course, metaphorical. Exactly. Sure. So, in, because of that reason, this it is said that how can they become separated again once they have become one body? Well, as you mentioned, it sure. is a, first of all metaphorical statement, and secondly, when when their relationship is such, when they, even though they're living together, and their relationship is such that 
they're not l- able to you know live in a peaceful manner they're fighting every day and their um disruption i mean they're they're the way they're living is affecting the children the neighborhood the society and the rest of the family so in that case if you st- persist with with the marriage sometimes it can be detrimental again we are not promoting divorce at all but we are saying that it is something that is necessary for the society to have though it must be uh, adopted or practiced with caution that is what the islamic teaching is and uh, if we are to follow that i mean it will it will really be beneficial for our society and as you mentioned that even though we are living in uh, in you know for example in jamaica and the religion does not allow uh, one to divorce and then be remarried but we do find people here as you mentioned you go to the court you see one person divorced uh, uh, you know uh, a lady today and a week later a month later or a year later he's getting sure. married to someone else so based on the law of religion he's already committing adultery and that should not be allowed but because we find that the teachings are impractical sometimes uh, people we see we see them doing this thank you very much imam tariq and um, of course people who are not muslims see islam as a religion which does not give right to women so we see that islam offers most useful solution to some of the basic problems women could go through particularly in the, in the case of divorce as we are talking about because um from the verses we read and we've taken time to go through the bible there is no way a woman is given the permission to seek for divorce under any circumstance in the bible however a man is permitted for some reasons in the case of um adultery the man can divorce the wife however in the case of adultery on the man side the woman is not permitted because nothing is said about that and this you know is not the only factor concerning inheritance also the holy quran gave women the right to inherit property over 1400 years ago the holy quran in this verse in chapter number 2 verse um i think 230 to 231 it talks about divorce how divorce should be i mean granted which i know you'll be coming there in the bible we we read that um a woman committed adultery and then fornication or whatever and they brought her to Jesus Christ it's a very popular you know um narration in the bible and they said they caught her red handed in the act of course one person if, uh, the lady alone cannot commit fornication the man who committed the fornication or who is alleged to have committed fornication with the woman was not brought was not presented for any punishment it was only the lady who was you know brought for her to be punished and these are things that islam does not you know permit islam gives the reason that if fornication is permit i mean uh, is is committed and the two have to be i mean punishment to be exacted the two have to be punished without giving any preference to the man mm-hmm. or hiding the man and you know bringing the woman to be to be punished so these are some of the um the beautiful teachings islam provides and we believe that as a society if we follow the teachings islam you know um offers our life will not be as it is and even unknowingly people are practicing the islamic way of life because if we are to adopt this strictly christian or the biblical teachings then a woman should never seek for divorce so if a woman seeks divorce that woman is saying that the islamic way is what they are practicing hmm. um let's now look at the islamic procedure of course after talking about the, the i mean the divorce saying that in islam it is permitted under certain conditions let's look at the procedure and how 
you know it benefits i mean the marriage itself and also the society yes. what are the procedures i mean divorce to be yes to? um in the second chapter of the holy quran verse 230 so that is chapter 2 verse 230 god almighty says that such divorce may be pronounced twice then either retain them that is uh, the one who is giving the divorce for example the man giving divorce to women so it says that divorce may be pronounced twice either then either retain them in a becoming manner or send them away with kindness and it is not lawful for you that you take anything of what you have given them to your wives unless both fear that they cannot observe the limits prescribed by allah the almighty but if you fear that they cannot observe the limits prescribed by allah then it shall be no sin for either of them in what she gives to get her freedom so this is uh, the verse from the holy quran chapter 2 verse 230 which gives very clear understanding uh, in regards to islamic procedure of divorce i will come back to this verse later but just to uh, give a simple understanding uh, from islamic perspective so this verse mentions that there is two divorces but generally when we talk about it we, we you know in our uh, you can say the uh, jurisprudence or the laws you know the, that have been written down from taken from the holy quran they mention three divorces first divorce basically like like stages three stages sure. yes but uh, yes these are actually stages sure. but stages have been termed into as like the first divorce the second divorce yeah. and the final divorce and i think i think um, listeners will be interested to know what those stages exactly. are exactly sure. yes so the basically uh, each stage is about a three month long period the first stage and the second stage both of them together give a total of six months period so as the holy quran says that these two divorces even when the two have been given the two divorces even after this six month period has elapsed if the husband and the wife together they decide that you know they can reconcile their differences and they can start to live together again and not have problems again um they're welcome to do so and whatever has happened in the past can be forgotten meaning those divorces would be nullified they will not be held uh, you know basically to them that they have become separated so this is the teaching given in islam there is as i mentioned uh, three steps or three stages first divorce when a man or the woman whoever takes the divorce um three month period starts right there then when three month period has elapsed nothing new needs to be done that first divorce automatically turns into the second stage or the second divorce and then when the three month period has passed for that also then it means now that i if they're still not together it means that the marriage has or you know marriage has ended and divorce has taken place so, so the period this time period that is given the reason this is given is so that it allows for both parties to come back together as i mentioned earlier that um, you know in islam divorce is not taken lightly Sure. it is preferred that marriage is made to work whatever differences we have um, you know between uh, husband and wife that work those out and try to live together happily because divorce as we will probably get into later has very serious impacts on the society as well as the family and the husband and wife directly them also so for this reason islam gives that 6 month period of cooling down you know for example if um, 
there was anger when when sure. one decided to give the divorce six month period is a very it's a long enough time to um, you know to calm down and think about what we are about to do again and how it will uh, affect us in the future and i think from some of the things i have seen in most cases people i mean the the couples they they, they come back within even sometimes within the first three months of the waiting period or the rec- reconciliation period yeah yeah sure. sometimes even earlier than because uh, even earlier than that and the reason for that is because um in islam in marriages um you know there is uh, other people family members are also involved in the marriages sure. uh, when i say involved in the marriages in the sense that uh, when the marriage takes place uh, they're there to facilitate the marriage it is not something that happens between Uh, the the man and the woman only exactly. yeah so because of that reason they also get involved and they try to make both of them on their own separately understand in other words they are the, like the stakeholders in the marriage they stakeholders sure. in the marriage because yeah. it is affecting everybody sure. in the sure. society sure. right and they become the mediators they try to uh, help the marriage and make it work so th- this is one of the reason that islam gives a lengthy period of divorce and um, you know uh, it doesn't allow you it doesn't allow one to give divorce overnight and be like okay we are done now right so this process allows for that to happen and this is the um, basically once the third divorce after the six month period the third divorce is automatically has taken place then under normal circumstances that husband and wife those husband and wife cannot be together again now right so but again that period is still given to them that they can reconcile because once divorce has become final under normal circumstances now they cannot get back together that is the simple teaching so, uh, you know in some societies you observe that um, divorce takes place and later the husband and wife are again trying to get back together islam says no if you have already made your decision there was ample so time given to you and now under normal circumstances there is no reason for them Basically to be allowed to get there back are some together. life lines life lines i mean in terms of the waiting period and the reconciliation period yeah. the the basic thing is that in islam there are some um leave given some kind of i mean um period given for the couple who are thinking of separating separa- i mean separating to work out iron out whatever differences there might be within about three months period or whatever i mean what, whatever it is and then if in the course of that they come together then of course they are allowed to get along but then if that time expires then they enter into a different state which also gives comes it comes with its own consequence i mean yes, for that matter yes. in some cases the marriage has to be done afresh because yes. some of the i mean the the time that has elapsed is sufficient for that yes. you know separation and i think one thing which also the separation period the waiting period also does is that it gives ample time for the woman to be clear whether she is not pregnant okay. or, or she is not conceived from the man that you know they are divorcing from so this is the way islam you know um the the, the methods islam puts you know forward when marriage or divorce is being is being considered correct yes In Islam of course uh, we know that um there are two terms for divorce if it is being sought by the man it is called talaq if it is being sought by the woman it's called khula so basically both rights are respected for the man and also Correct. for the woman yes. and i just brought it because in the bible there's nothing for the woman the man can only divorce the wife based on adultery but for the woman you 
are bound to your when your husband so long as he lives it is only when he dies and that that is very dangerous you know uh, precedence to be <laughs> to be looked at um at this point um let's let's take a pause and look at the effects of divorce how does it affect the woman yes um it affects men sure. as well as the women sure. but i think the question is right because it affects women more Done. than it affects sure. men sure. i looked into it while researching and uh, there is you know uh, emotional aspects as well as uh, health aspects psychological psychological aspects. aspects all these things and in each and every way uh, interestingly or unfortunately uh, women suffers more so it i i mean you know it 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 has very major consequences divorce sure. and the article or the research i was looking at actually it wasn't just looking at divorces it was also looking at separation that if uh, you know in today's society we see that sure. not everybody is married, gets, gets married so even yeah. separation has the similar consequences so one should not make you know what we are about to discuss now uh, a reason to say that for this reason i don't get married because of all these consequences because not getting married and uh, then sep- have, having separation or not getting married and not even having separation it has so many ill consequences to the society that we don't even need to get into what we look around when we just look around we see them around us all the time the crime sure. the uh, single parent families fatherless homes and uh, gang violence and many things in the society that we see around us so as you asked that what are some of the effects of um, divorce on women uh, number one thing is that you know women uh they have higher stress more stress compared to men after divorces so this stat says the statistic says the article it says 56% of separated women and 47% of divorcees reported that they had experienced stress the prior day compared to 45% of separated men and 40% of divorced men these women were also more likely than the other group to rely on drugs like prescription medications to relax nearly a third of women whose marriages had dissolved reported almost daily substance use versus a quarter of unhitched men so here we see very clearly that the stress is there uh, and uh, you know the necessity to take drugs even if they are prescribed ones to relax them to calm them this is more common among women because they are more affected by divorce sure so men are also having th- these uh, effects upon them but lesser than women then another thing is that men get over this trauma or this difficult situation quicker than women yeah. so therefore again women su- have suffered more or women suffer more at the end of a divorce just one quotation from this article is sufficient uh, this is taken from women health magazine and it states that men remarry more quickly and at a much higher rate than women after after divorce after so divorce men remarry more quickly and at a much higher rate than women so this gives you an idea that women it takes them longer to get over that trauma or that stress of a di- separation or a divorce sure, sure. so this is these these are just the emotional effects that i have mentioned then um this article i looked at from time magazine and it mentions some of the health aspects i'll just mention one of them it says women who divorced at least once so one a lady who goes through a one divorce 
such ladies were 24% more likely to experience a heart attack compared to women who remained married. So married women have 24% less chance of having a heart attack than those who go through a divorce. And those divorcing two or more times saw their risk jump up to 77%. So divorce is having direct correlation yeah. with and then multiple heart divorce, attack. Yeah. And multiple divorces is leading that uh, number to jump, serious, to, to yeah. spike basically. So this is uh, extremely unfortunate and we very clear indication that yes, uh, divorce has effects on uh, the husband but more significantly on the wife or more significantly on the woman. Particularly when the, the woman has um, children to take care of, that, exactly. that even increases her burden. Because this does not yet go into it those details. Sure, sure. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. Th that would completely because change these men, numbers. Men, um, as soon as divorce, I mean separation takes place, <laughs> if the man takes his back, he's, um, he's gone. But then if there are children, the children usually mainly um, stick with the mother who becomes, you know, the complete burden and then also the, the, the spouse, other side and other things, as, yeah. as you said. And also we should keep in mind that we do not encourage uh, men and women to stay in a poisonous relationship where there is physical abuse or other kind of things. In such situation, divorce becomes a necessity because what the marriage itself is doing to us might be more dangerous than these no, consequences. Sure. So, w But what we are suggesting is that we should make every effort uh, as uh, you know, as husbands and wives, just as Islam, Islam. I mean, yes. I mean to make the marriage work. Sure. That's what we're trying to sure. say. But if, of course, it does not mean that uh, never a divorce should take place. But divorce should be taken very seriously because it has its own consequences, and we should be very cautious of those. So now, after um, taking us through the effect of it on women, let's look at the effect of um, divorce or separation on children. Yes. Uh, lately, I mean the rate of divorces has gone up so much and generally around the globe and uh, because of that more and more children are suffering from this perspective that their parents divorce uh, at some point sure. um, I found a very interesting article which uh, shared some which brought to light some uh, some very alarming statistics so this was uh, mostly quoting from the US and it said that each year this is from the year 2000 20 years ago each year, one million children suffer from divorce of their parents. So each year, new meaning new sure. one million children suffer through the divorce of their parents. And another statistic states that half the children born each year will see their parents divorced before they reach adulthood themselves, the children. Fifty percent. And and uh, I'm assuming that in you know looking at the statistics we have mentioned in our previous, previous episodes, yeah. in the number in Jamaica would be even more alarming than this. Sure, sure. Fifty percent children, they would see their parents divorcing uh, before they you know reach the age and of eighteen. And, and this will certainly have I mean societal effect. Societal effects, and as you asked precisely on the children, sure, uh, a very serious effect on the effect on the children. For example, I mean, uh, the same article goes on to quote that uh, it will have mental and physical health problems with the children. The article says children whose parents have divorced are increasingly the victims of abuse. They exhibit more health, behavioral and emotional problems, are involved more frequently in crime and drug abuse and ha have higher rates of suicide. So 
even though it was a choice or a decision of uh, uh, husband and wife, wife but it affects the next generation sure. we're saying that 50% of children in the US uh, 20 years ago were going through this this number might have jumped up even more now maybe, maybe yeah and uh, can, keeping that in mind 50% of the children are likely not sure. necessarily but likely to be facing these problems all the problems health problem emotional psychological as well as crime you know in the society and uh, higher rate of suicide among those people these are all these problems and then even education of these children suffers sure. their ability to learn is you know is suffering sure. because of this see when that uh, marriage separation fails place, yeah. that separation takes place that women most sometimes likely will yeah, end up getting married to a different man sorry and even sometimes the, the women they vent their frustration on the children it, it happens particularly those children who resemble their fathers <laughs> when the woman sees the children she sees the father and sometimes they from i mean what we have seen and some of the issues that have been brought to I mean, to our attention they see the children and they remember the father and sometimes they vent their frustration on the children so yeah. the child goes to school and is thinking about what you know happened in the morning Sure. Yeah, and again, I mean, many of those women, when they remarry, they the children don't receive the same love from, from their stepfathers. Sure. And uh, there is a likelihood, a chance. I mean, it is possible that the stepfather might be a very nice and kind person, but it is also a possibility, not a possibility. Statistically, this this is one of the risks uh, that, that that is there, that these children are physically abused. So just to mention this statistic, it says women who remarry, or have a relationship after their divorce, um, children of these women are six times more likely to be physically abused by their parents. This study is from Britain and it is quoted in the same article that I referred to earlier. Sure. And it goes on to say that, say that many physically abused children, uh, they end up continuing the cycle in the next generation also. Because they have gone through physical abuse. When they get married, that physical abuse is continuous. It, it, it continues into them. And uh, many of the serial killers that we hear about from any part of the world, many of the rapists that we hear about, those people who commit mass shooting, mass murder in different parts of the world, when you read their life, many of them have gone through similar physical abuse in their life when they were you know, children, sure. from their fathers, from their stepfathers, or in some other similar, you know, other reason associated to failed marriage or about a divorce. About a week ago, the, the soldier who killed over 29 people uh, in Thailand basically had a domestic issue. And that domestic issue, you know, translated into the street and the shopping malls where people who were innocent, who did not have any idea about whatever dis difficulty he was having in the, in the, in the home, had to suffer that, that situation. So now let's look at the society, the effect of divorce on the society. Yeah, uh, I will not take too much time studying, sure. uh, discussing the society because once we look at the children, once we looked at the women, uh, you know, that makes up more than 50% sure. of the society, society anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about this. If there is lack of peace at home, there's lack of peace in within us. It is going to result in lack of peace in the, the society, society also. Yeah. So if the children are suffering because of, uh, you know, their parents' divorce, then naturally there is going to be lack of peace in the society also. Yeah. In the prison. In the prisons, yeah. Yes, more than 80% of the uh, you inmates, know, inmates in, a, uh, in a prison are generally coming from fatherless homes, coming from single-parent families. This stat, stat is such an alarming 
uh, one that um, you know it, it 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 should make us realize that we have to give our children the fair chance of having a good life and trying to stick together as husband and wife through thick and thin and uh, giving that opportunity to the child so that he does not go down that road where he has to commit crimes and do other things like that. I think this will be my last question um, before we, uh, you know, we bring the program to an end. And um, we have dealt with a lot, a lot of, a lot of issues under um, divorce. And if for some reason somebody just joined us, you are listening to Voice of Islam, brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. And today on Voice of Islam, we are talking about divorce and the effect it has on society, on children, on women, and as to whether Islam allows divorce or it does not, as to whether Christianity allows divorce or it doesn't. The next uh, question I want us to look at is how can we reduce the rate of divorce in our societies? Yes. Um First of all, again, I mean, we discussed it last episode, how to make our marriage successful. Sure. The episode is available online, voiceofislamjamaica.com. Go listen to it, and uh, these, we mentioned sure. this more in detail there. But if you have heard it already, that's well and good. I'll just mention two or three things here uh, before our time runs out here. Um, we need to look to resolve our disagreements. We should look at the bigger picture. See... Over a small disagreement or a conflict, if we allow, um, you know, marriage to come to an end and divorce be taken, uh, we are going to have many major consequences, as we have mentioned. Sure. You know, so basically visualize these consequences if you have to, and try. It should itself be a motivational factor sure. to make the marriage work. Secondly, we need to let go of our ego in our marriages. We need to try and solve the problems without our ego. See that six month period that Islam gives uh, from the, f you know, the first stage of divorce to the final uh, step of divorce. The reason for that is that it allows us to think over our things, our matters, our most important things and the value of marriage itself. So this would be important that let go of our ego and try to resolve our disagreements and problems. Secondly, uh, we should involve our family or our mosque or church, whatever, I mean, whichever religion you belong to, in the marriage process. Senior member like a pastor or some other respected member at your church or an imam at a mosque, involve them and discuss with them your situation and things like that so that somebody, basically it should be someone that is respected by uh, both parties, you know, the uh, sure. husband and uh, the wife. So what happens is that in case of a conflict, these people, the church, the mosque, or the senior family members, they're able to mediate on their, uh, you know, on the behalf of each other and try to resolve things. Both of the, these parties, both of these senior members, uh, from whichever place they're coming, they will make, they will give some guidance to the husband as well as to the wife. In most cases, using their own life experience. Whatever situation a person might go through in marriages, somebody might have gone through that before and the way they, they adopted to solve it. So when we involve them, what we are saying is that they, are, they might use their life experiences. They went there, they reached there some years ago, 
and they were able to pass, I mean, cross over that bridge. Mm -hmm. So with their experiences, they could guide us better than us, you know, choosing any way which might not I mean, exactly. help us. So involving mosque, church, or any other respected members of the family into your uh, process of marriage, and then also in case of conflict, it will help, uh, you know, avoid... Um, uh, avoid divorce. It will sure. reduce the, uh, the rate. rate of divorce in the society. One other thing would be to avoid extramarital relations at all costs. What I mean here is I'm not talking about unfaithfulness here. I'm saying that many uh, people when they get married, uh, they have already have have had relations with you know uh, maybe 20 other spouses before that perhaps. In this today's society, when I say 20. To to a good person, it might be like, oh, maybe that's not right. But to some it in 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 reality, like this number is a very uh, safe number to say, <laughs> because in many situations, it is sure. far more than that, sure. unfortunately. So what happens is that when somebody has been in so many relationships, five, ten, twenty, whatever, and then eventually one says, oh, I found the one that I want to get married to. Now the problem is that when that person gets married to that uh, other person he or she has uh, other 20 people to compare to. Sure. That, you know, I don't like this thing about this person. He, uh, he leaves his plates or her plates in, uh, on the table and uh, does not clean up after himself. Or this person snores too much or he, t or he or she talks too much. It could be anything, you sure. know, it could be anything. And uh, just because of comparison, we don't like the spouse that so we are with. In other words, they want one person to be like 20 people. Like 20 people. So because all had their shortcomings. Sure. And that's why, I mean, because of their shortcomings, that person is not with that person sure. anymore. Right? That, that they're comparing it to. But because when we compare, we, uh, when, when we are, you know, um, have had so many relations, then we naturally compare. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, those people who have gone through this, they know it sure, themselves. Sure. But even just think about uh, an employer. When he hires someone or she hires someone uh, and uh, for some reason they let that person go later. And when they hire a new person, sometimes they start to think about all the good qualities sure. that the former employee sure. had. Sure. So this is a very similar situation in marriage as well. So, I mean, uh, as the religion... Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all of them teach that there should be no extramarital okay. relations. Before so if we yes, marriage, yeah. before marriage or during marriage. So when we when we understand this concept, it helps us maintain our marriage. Sure. So this th these are just a few things uh, that I you know I will mention at this point, and uh, hopefully it will be sufficient to help us reducing the and steps. Then, and then also I think one of the dangers uh, with that kind of extramarital um, affairs before marriage is that um, sometimes even when they decide to settle with one, they keep calling the others, making some kind of petty petty. Um, a case came, I, I had to deal with a case involving a lady, a young lady. She and the, the husband were living so comfortably. But then to my surprise, I visited them one day and they said they had separated or they are thinking of separation. And I asked why. The, the simple answer was the young girl had somebody, a fiancé, who is overseas. And the girl keeps calling or the lady keeps calling the fiancé. And the new husband says, you cannot do this. And that was the only reason for them to be separate. I mean, seeking to separate. I did whatever I could. But then I think at the end, they, they had to separate so these are some of the i mean some some weakest 
excuses people could, could, could use. And then also, I think people should try as much as possible not to discuss their marital affairs with people that they cannot trust. I think that is one of the leading causes also of divorce, where people make some kind of assumptions comparing their partners to the partners of the other friend, what she's, I mean, what he's able to do for them and what his, I mean, her husband is not able to do. And it makes the whole issue um, compli complicated. So um, let me ask if you have any last word for, for our listeners before we draw the curtain. Um, marriages uh, can be marriages can be very tough at times, but I, I I would say that you know based on the teachings of Islam we are taught that uh, we should try and make the marriages work um, pretty much at all costs uh, because that will have uh, you know will uh, give better results sure. than divorce or separation will give sure. in a society. Sure. The divorce is there as the last option. Uh, in a marriage, but not not something as a first option that a oh, conflict has come and now we we take divorce. We need to uh, respect the sanctity of marriage and try to make the marriages work. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, and you know for my listeners also a very big thank you for always being part of this program. Without you, Voice of Islam wouldn't be the program it is. Here is all that time would allow on today's program. And until we come your way next time, God willing, with another episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Jamaica. It's love for all and hatred for none. And Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you.